You're listening to Trek FM. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Commentary, Trek Stars, a show which deals with the work of Star Trek creators outside of Star Trek. Today is part three in our look at Damon Lindelof as a movie writer, where we are going to be covering Prometheus. I'm Mike. I'm Space Jesus. And today we're joined by Mehul. How's it going? Doing good, thanks. All right. Now people can find Mehul on our show, on our other thingy commentary track stars you've been on a number of our commentaries including uh our our recent season finale 2001 a space odyssey let's not forget point break point break you're on that you're on 2010 you're on terminator salvation let us not forget point break a number of other things so uh yeah so so head on over there if if you want to hear more metal so Mehul, what what is your uh, relationship with Star Trek? I know that you uh, jumped on the Star Trek bandwagon uh, kind of Star late, Trek. and Star and you're not Trek. not that tremendously on board with the whole thing. But uh, no, with Star Trek, I love, I love, I love, I love the original movies, I love the Genesis trilogy, and um, as I've mentioned, I love the um, uh, original series first season. I've watched bits and pieces of Next Generation, DS Nine, Voyager, etc. But uh, I'm not really a Trekkie Trekkie. What about Damon Lindelof? Since this is a series on Damon Lindelof, uh, what, what are your thoughts on that guy? Based on Prometheus? Well, no, uh, let's, let's not base it on Prometheus. Let's base it on the well, whole. Base it on what he likes to base things on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. I have to base it on Prometheus because that's what I feel like he's touched his, his hands been on. I feel like he's... I don't like the guy because of that. Lost, I think. I'm a big fan of Lost. Watch all of Lost. I'm not a big fan of Lost. I do like Lost. But I feel like the other writers on Lost may have made it better rather than Lost. that makes any sense. I can see what you're saying. So Prometheus, uh, just to give, a, a, I guess, a basic synopsis for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's a prequel to Alien, uh, directed by Ridley Scott. Also humanity. Yeah. Oh, and um, idiocy. Okay, it's directed by uh, Ridley Scott, uh, who direct- directed the original Alien, and basically uh, it it involves uh, a group of scientists who uh, well, people who say they're scientists. Okay, a group of people who who say they're scientists who uh, leave Earth in the search for hmm. search of their creator. It is a prequel to Alien, and it is an attempt on sort of a base level of explaining the space jockey. <laughs> it's an interesting... It's I like a, how you're, you're, you're trying to explain it in a way that isn't spoilery, but the result is that it sounds even even slightly dumber than it actually is. Okay, all right. All right, but, but I mean, the, the concept for it is, is weird for a prequel in that... Um, well, for example, Alien is not even in the title, and that's a calculated decision because it is a prequel to Alien. It's a calculated Alien. evasion. It's a, it's a prequel to Alien without any aliens in it. Well, <laughs> for, all, for all intents and purposes. Okay. For most intents and purposes. Okay. <laughs> for a good quite, percentage of purposes. There's actually quite a few aliens intents. in this film. But just... not, not in the traditional uh, xenomorph sense. Don't. <laughs> Damn it! Anything... Alien is a xenomorph. Okay. 
Cloverfield, Xenomorph. Okay. All right. You know I what understand. it didn't have? A freaking egg gestating thing. I, I scene. understand, but you know what I mean when I, I say do, Xenomorph. and I also know that it that <laughs> is ruining the world. Okay, we can't swear on this one. Can you please oh, keep God. this in mind? Okay. Just don't misuse a scientific term when I'm trying to make a point about how this movie ruins science. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Let's all calm down for a second. Because we're only through the synopsis right now, okay? So let's simmer down. I am effing simmered. Okay. So simmered, man. Okay, calm. Can't even get me started on how relaxed and calm I am. Okay. <laughs> so, Mehul, uh, yeah. what were your thoughts on Prometheus? Disappointed. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I expected a lot from this film based on you know, Ridley Scott. I assume because I did like all his films. I did like Kingdom of Heaven was one of my favorite films for the last few years. So I assumed to put just as much attention into it. But what I got was a generic horror movie. So, so your your main disappointment is that it didn't uh, become something more. It just basically uh, fell into the classic horror the cliche. Movie. Yeah, yeah, it fell into the cliche, and it went on in that cliche and. That's what it is in the end. I, I personally uh, enjoyed the movie quite a bit. I was looking forward to it a whole lot, probably more than, than anyone else here, because, you know, in addition to being a huge Ridley Scott fan, I am a huge Alien fan. And, uh, you know, sort of everything that I heard about this movie going into it were things which really sort of piqued my interest. I'm, I'm, I'm a really big fan of the idea of... Um, making a movie in the same reality but not um feeling dependent on the elements which make that reality uh or or that that franchise um uh, famous you know i would love to see uh like for example you know the brandon braga has recently been talking about how the original concept for season one of enterprise was for it to take place on Earth, you know, before the launch, you know, and, and then the, the the ship would launch like a, during the season finale or something. And I, I love the idea of that, you know, the idea of a, of an Earthbound Star Trek show, you know, that kind of thing really uh, intrigues me. So when, you know, word started coming out that, you know, there's going to be a prequel to Alien with no aliens in it, I was like, I am there. I am so on board. It's not even funny. And the fact that Ridley Scott himself was directing it, um, it just made it all all the better. And the trailers looked fantastic. And I couldn't wait to see this movie. And when I saw it, my initial reaction was very, very positive. And um, upon repeated viewings, my uh, um, acclaim for this movie has gone down. I, I no longer think it's a great movie, although I do still think it's a really good movie. I, I definitely see problems with it, but uh, I, I see a, a lot of good in it as well. It's kind of like Darth Vader. Um, I felt that coming. Oh, my God. With my force powers, I knew that was coming. Now, uh, Max, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on Prometheus? Well, I think that um, Prometheus is a terrible movie, um, which uh, is barely scratching the surface on what I think is wrong with it. It's not only a bad movie, it's also a movie that is bad for people. It's depiction of not only biology and the sciences depicted in the movie, but just of scientists in the movie is so aggressively idiotic 
that I like we were when we were talking about this. It it took me a long time to to believe that it wasn't intentional. I assumed that because it was so incredibly, shockingly stupid, that it must have been on purpose. And I am surprised that this level of incompetence is actually capable uh, of of being done unintentionally. I'm astonished that 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 this many people can fail to make something smart on this scale. I am frankly astonished at how stupid it is. I want it to be malevolent. I want it to be an intentional thing that, that Ridley Scott is trying to make people feel that science is nonsense and discount it because evil makes more sense than just all of those people going, I don't understand why this is happening and I'm not going to say anything about it and I'm not going to point out the 10,000 things that are really idiotic happening in this script, in this, in the, in, on this set, what the director is telling us to do. I'm not going to draw attention to any of that stuff because that level of cowardice and, and, and hubris I find more terrifying than than one person being uh, malevolent and in opposition to scientific knowledge and fact and awareness and intelligence. You know, I recently found a quote from Damon Lindelof, and I wish I would have written it down uh, for these purposes. I, I didn't. I'm, I apologize. But they were. Uh, someone was asking him about you know essentially how it was different writing for Star Trek compared to uh, you know Prometheus. You know, both being science fiction, but if there were different challenges involved or whatever. And he was basically talking about how uh, Star Trek is much more of a space fantasy than Alien is. And that alien um, tends to adhere to uh, a certain uh, level of um, science and and scientific plausibility that is generally lacking in Star Trek. The example of that he gave of that was, you know, in Star Trek, if you want to get from point A to point B, you use warp drive. Whereas in Alien, if you want to get from point A to point B, you need to go into cryostasis. As as someone who doesn't look at movies with a scientific mind, um, the scientific inaccuracies in Prometheus never bothered me until the two of you started pointing them out to me. But uh, I mean, like like me me personally, like if I were to be making this movie, and and, and let's say that that my my level of scientific knowledge is the same as Damon Lindelof and Ridley Scott's uh, appear to be. I would um, bring on some consultants and try to get uh, the science as as accurate well, as I could. They had they had the money to get consultants. Well, in. sure, but I mean, there's like a lot of it where it seems like they, you know, like the, some of the problems that you pointed out and stuff like that. There are things where it's like there's no reason not to change it. You know, I, I don't. I, it really just feels more sloppy than anything. I think Ridley Scott is to blame for Prometheus. Everything that went wrong in the film. If you watch the documentary on um, the Furious Ghost documentary on the, on the Blu-ray, it's clear how much control he has. He was making yeah. decisions that even you know John Spates didn't agree with, but he was just he had to go with because Spates wasn't established. Now, John, yeah. j- just just to clarify, and we'll get into this in a little bit, but John Spates was the original writer on uh, on the film. And uh, Damon Lindelof came in after the fact and, and rewrote his script, correct? Yeah. Okay. So, Mehul, you, you've read uh, 
the original John Spate script. Well, first off, okay, let me, let me back this up. Um, in some ways, this is, uh, I would say, probably more of a pure incarnation of Lindelof as a writer than uh, Cowboys and Aliens was, because even though even though both had a uh, a, a team of writers involved. I mean, uh, this had Spates come on before Lindelof, and, and it is a, obviously a prequel to a pre-existing franchise and everything like that. Uh, Cowboys and Aliens had numerous people writing, numerous drafts, and even the draft that Lindelof worked on was co-written by Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orsi. So to me, this is much more pure Lindelof. I think if you want to get an example of uh, what his work is as a as a writer, it, in relation to himself and not others, this is a, a, a prime example of it. But um, Mehul, you've read John Spates's original script, uh, so as someone who's read that and seen the movie. What were the differences? What were the elements which Lindelof added? I think Lindelof added a lot of... Um, ooh, he added a lot of spirituality, I think. Spades' script was very much an alien prequel. It ticked all the boxes. You understood because it was set on LV-46. Yeah. 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 From the original movie. It explained everything about the space jockey and uh, it all made sense. It was all cool. You know, it was like... Wasn't it's was still it's still clearly a first early draft. A bit more time it could be better, but it, it worked as an alien prequel, and um, I had no problems with it when I was reading it. And I liked the build-up as well. It wasn't just like uh, in the film. What happens is um, they see the, the uh, cave paintings, and we cut straight to space. In the in the script, um, they go to Wayland, they pitch it, and they there's more of a build-up. I think mm. that was important. It's important to build up to something as important as, you know, discovering this space shark, you know, et cetera. Yeah. But you don't get that in the film. In the film, you just cut straight to it. And then it becomes a standard horror film. That's the problem I have. Like, when you hear about that, and you hear that they're, that they're developing this uh, this prequel, and then, you know, they come out with a you know press release or whatever in the Hollywood Reporter or whatever it was, and say, like, okay, Damon Lindelof is on, and now this thing, which was an alien prequel, is now, as they were calling it, you know, like a standalone science fiction movie. It has grown into something else which isn't alien. You start thinking, like, it's not going to be your typical horror movie it's going to 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 you know expand it because it it almost feels like this alien box is too small for the issues that we want to deal with we're going to bust it open and and you know achieve something more so like when when i first heard that and there was no indication originally that it would still take place in alien continuity on one level, I was disappointed because the nerd in me wants everything to take place in the same continuity. But at uh-huh. the same time, like I, I had this sort of uh, internal logic which told me, like, well, this is going to end up being a better movie because they're Wrong! not <laughs> because they're not uh, limited by by, <laughs> by any sort of restraints. And what, what what you're describing to me, to me at least, seems like something which was a lot less. Traditional. Look, I, I don't think I don't think the Spate script would be imperfect. They, they, they've made the film as it was. I don't think it would be great. It'd be average. But if 
I saw that film made, I'd be satisfied. More satisfied than what we, what we ended yeah. up with? Okay. He said satisfied. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's what it means. Yeah, you know, okay. All when right, something is absolute garbage. It's not perfect. I mean, <laughs> there were problems with it. Well, what I liked about it is, I think this would have happened either way, is that Scott, Ridley Scott would have cut out the, the build-up anyway. It had a great build-up. Build-up when, when they're going to Wayland, they're petitioning for money to get the whole project to go, to go ahead and everything. See, that's a movie I want to watch. A movie about fundraising. <laughs> yeah, but that's the Kickstarter like, campaign. It's kind, of, it's kind of like in Contact when when Ellie's trying to get money to get her, you know, funding to a crazy project underway. Yeah, it's the same thing, and um, I think Scott would have cut it cut it out either way. Probably Scott's going a little nuts with the. He has. Yes, I, I, I don't trust really Scott. I think he is a bit crazy now. Yeah. I mean, I still uh, consistently like the movies that I, I'm seeing from Ridley Scott. I mean, they're, they're, none of them have reached the heights of Alien or Blade Runner or, or even, I mean, the last, like, outstanding Ridley Scott movie that, that in, in my opinion, is Hannibal. But I mean, like, oh god. Well, you know, I, uh, you know, he's he's made a, a lot of decent movies which haven't, uh, you know, moved me in the way that that a lot of his earlier work has. I mean, uh, Robin Hood was good. Body of Lies was kind of insignificant. Uh, I liked American Gangster. You know, I mean, all these things. Kingdom of Heaven. I never saw the director's cut. I, I, I guess I feel like I, I need to. But, yeah. um, but Prometheus, I think, is probably his best movie since Hannibal. I would say. Um, no sadness. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> I don't agree, but that it would be a tragedy of alien <laughs> biblical uh, proportion. Ridley Scott. I've never thought that he's been a great storyteller. He's a great visualist. Mm-hmm. But storyteller wise, that, that's good enough for Mike. I, I wouldn't say that it's good enough for me, but I mean, I definitely it see what is. you're saying. Um, uh, oftentimes, it's well, it's good enough for me in the same way that someone who doesn't know how to tell a story visually but is telling a good story is good enough for me. You know, I mean, I'm not going to. Uh, uh, but he's had so many. He's had so many years now. Surely you've figured out by now how to tell the you know, no, emotional I'm, story by I mean, now. I, I think he totally has, and I think he. To- I mean, you, you look at Alien, you look at Blade Runner. I mean, he's done that. You know, well, when was the last time you were moved emotionally moved by a Ridley Scott film? Who cares? Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I probably well, have. I think Hannibal. Hannibal. Who cares? It's actually, that is an important yeah, question. No. And then, I mean, well, if, if I were to answer that question, <laughs> it, it would probably be Hannibal. You know. I think last time we tell him in Louise, you know, it's like that long ago. <laughs> oh, you hate him. <laughs> you really hate that. Wow. Well, I don't hate him that much. I think that he's a, that he's become a dumbass. Like in Prometheus, kind. I had no emotional investment in any character whatsoever in this film. Okay. All right. Well, the problem there is that they don't act like people. <laughs> so, uh, I guess, you know, taking it back a little bit further then, I mean, this is probably something which we should have touched on earlier, but uh, what what about um, the Alien movies in general? I mean, what type of expectations were you going into with this movie, uh, you know, as an Alien movie? I mean, well, I wasn't expecting Aliens. I knew they weren't going to do like a Marine movie with like, you know, action, etc. Mm-hmm. But I was expecting a uh, something more significant profundity uh, yeah something profound i thought i thought they're building up to something really profound yeah well okay but they never did they <laughs> tricked you they, yeah they, I, that's that's why i felt really really let down i felt that they tricked me 
Yep. Are, now, are you a fan of the original Alien? Not really, no. Okay. So <laughs> I you... admire it. I admire it. I admire the original Alien. But Aliens you like? Aliens I love. And Alien 3? Alien 3 I admire. Alien Resurrection? I hate. And then Alien vs. Predator? I hate. No, no, I hate... Well, that is what it is. Oh, don't okay. bother. Just You can go ahead and say that you hate it. You don't have to qualify that. Now, um, I mean, I, like again, I'll just say this before we go to Max, but just so that you know everything's out there. I like Alien. I, I do think is a is a fantastic movie, one of the best movies ever made. Aliens, same thing. I, I love both of those movies at this point, probably equally. And um, uh, swinging the other way, it's it's, it's it's it's. I go back and forth, really. I mean, for years That's and years, said. I said that Alien was was the best, and now I, I I'm I, I go back and forth. Um, but I do think both of those movies are two of the best movies ever made. And um, Alien 3, again, yeah, I, like you, I can admire it. Don't like the fourth one at all. And I enjoy watching the Alien vs. Predator movies, even though I don't think that they're very good. Mm-hmm. Now, Max, uh, Alien, I mean, well, Aliens, is you think, is one of like the top films of all time, correct? Yes, it it is. And, I don't just think it; it's a fact. Okay, but but you're still very fond of the original Alien as well. Oh no, question. Uh, the original Alien was uh, it's a game changer, is what it is. What it was was more important than whether or not what it was was good. Okay, and I think that it's actually pretty thin when you when you get past what it meant for the genre of science fiction and the genre of horror. Uh, once you get past that, there's not a lot there. Because once you, you know, do the find and replace and make Jason an alien and make, you know, Crystal Lake a spaceship, it becomes Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. And that's not a compliment to either franchise. But when you, when you say that this was a basic by-the-numbers slasher film on a spaceship that had a really brilliantly conceived idea for a villain, like a really intricate alien like biology that made a lot of like like made a kind of conceptual sense even if it was like super crazy bizarre the the depiction of that was super important and it doesn't really matter that it was just Friday the 13th on a spaceship because it proved that you could be imaginative in other directions and it took somebody like Cameron to recognize all the strength of that and then move forward into a different thing and use all of those tools in the same way that Ridley Scott used them to make a good movie by any means necessary. And I guess what you're saying there about what Cameron did by taking you know the seed of Alien and growing it into something more mm-hmm. is uh, something that I think a lot of people, myself included, uh, thought that... Um, Scott would do with Prometheus. That but, was foolish. Okay, so so you you did not have any sort of uh, preconceived notions that Prometheus was going to be even good. No, um, my when I first heard about this idea of Prometheus, it was it was you know untitled Alien prequel, the motion picture. My feeling on it was why. Are they doing a prequel? That's not a good thing. That's not a good sign. Prequel? That was a bad sign. That was a red flag. I had a red flag in my head. Yeah, prequel is prequel. Prequel is always bad. Just like Gorn is automatic win. Mm-hmm. Prequel is automatic. Uh oh. 
lots of H's there. So I was not super excited about that. And then I saw that it wasn't going to be an alien prequel. It was going to be this other thing called Prometheus. And I was like, that doesn't sound great. Uh, and, and based on the title and that it was originally an alien prequel, I was like, they're doing ancient astronauts and aliens that made humanity somehow. That's not a great thing. They're going to screw that up because they always screw it up. And then I saw the trailer and I thought, wow, it looks like absolutely everything else. Like, shot for shot, it's beat for beat, the same as every other science fiction movie that comes out. And I was really dismayed. Not because I thought, oh, tragedy, they're ruining the franchise. I thought, oh, can we not have good movies anymore? Is that how it works? Is the only way for us to get a good movie to have somebody like Christopher Nolan, who the studio trusts so much that they're willing to let him do something insane? Is that the only way we can get it now? Is Ridley Scott now, because he's had a few misses, not capable of having, you know, a movie that's good whether you like it or not? Apparently, that's not the case. Apparently, he decided to make this thing and nobody disagreed with him. And that's why I have a hard time saying that Lindelof is, is, is depicted in this well. Because I think that Lindelof actually was probably bullied a lot by the um, tyrant... That we call I don't think Scott. Lindelof was bullied. I think Lindelof just um, ca uh, caved in to whatever Ridley Scott wanted and went with it. Yeah, I, I don't think that I don't think that Ridley Scott has to be you know actually actively bullying. I think that just being in that I, I, situation. I, 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 whole, this whole Prometheus endeavor. I think um, I have more respect for John Spates. I think John Spates did something original. Yeah. And got shoved aside. That's all it was. Look, I mean, look, the thing is, it, it's just how it goes. I mean, they the studios are terrible with screenwriters. They they swap people in and out. It's it's like a game, you know? It's like, oh, that guy, did, did, that guy did a good thing on that thing that he cares a lot about. Maybe we can get somebody else to do it better. Yeah, but I think John Spates put... John Spates put the most, most effort in this, more than Ridley Scott and more than John... Um, Damon Lindelof. Yeah. And he got shoved aside, and man, I hope he does well for himself afterwards. <laughs> well, there do seem to be a lot of people like you who uh, appreciate the work that John Spates has done. And, um, you know, uh, I think because of that, there will be people, you know, sort of in the know who give him uh, another shot. So so we, we've talked about how Ridley Scott had, had you know, control over it and how Spates... Uh, I had a, a lot of a lot of what exists is, came from Spates's draft. With yeah. all that, with all of these 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 cooks in the kitchen, can you still see uh, Lindelof's touch? I mean, like like if, even if you no, hadn't, that's, that's the problem. I can't. All I see is the negative stuff in this film is from Lindelof. Okay. Well, I mean, is that Lindelof's touch? I mean, can you see it th that way? Does or? Lindelof suck? Well, unless Lindelof's just following um, Scott's direction. I think he says. is. You think he is? I think he is. I think that I, I think that when you're David Lindelof, and like, let's be fair here, he's he's been very successful, but he is still a gun new. for hire. He's 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 still new. Yeah, he's still a new guy. He's still also a gun for but hire. But you had like a hit series with Lost. Shorty he had it. He had a hit series, but TV and feature film, sci-fi blockbuster, these are different leagues. 
I think the important thing to understand here, I, I think that Max is on to something, is he, he worked on Lost for years and years and years. He's jumping into feature films, and he is sort of getting his feet wet. He makes Cowboys and Aliens with his friends. He comes on to a, a high-profile um, uh, you know, science fiction franchise uh, movie, which already has a script in existence, and he rewrites it. And they've already eliminated one of the writers because they wouldn't do right well who, who knows why exactly well, but um, I mean, most likely because he wasn't well, getting I mean, what, that, that, what he wanted that could be whatever you know i mean and and now you know okay we we've got the the um star trek sequel this year which is another you know sort of you know prior commitment in a sense i think tomorrowland is going to be our first uh look at what lindelof pure Lindelof is in, in feature film form. The platonic I mean? ideal of Damon Lindelof. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see that, you know, once once it, it does pop up. So, uh, any final thoughts on Prometheus? Mahal? No, it's disappointing still. Um, could have been great, but it wasn't. Okay. And Max? <laughs> it's a hate crime. It's a hate crime. Okay. And and for me personally, I, I, I am still very fond of it. I can watch that movie and completely enjoy it. Um, but at the same time, I do see the flaws, and I see more flaws every time I see it. And um, ultimately, it's, it's an imperfect work. That's about it for this week. Thanks for joining us, Mahul. Um, you can find more of of you talking over on our show. As always, you can find us at our website on commentarytrackstars.com where you can find our other show where you can hear Mahul talking to us about all sorts of movies. Um, and Two or three of them, good. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at ComTrackStars. You can email us at ComTrackStars at gmail.com. Uh, you can also uh, check us out uh, over on Trek.fm on the forums. You know, why not? Say something nice about us. Or say something nice about us on, on uh, iTunes because we always forget about that. But apparently that would actually do us more good than anything it's else. It's really good because that's where I found you guys. All right. See, there you go. Yeah, there's something to do with the I- iTunes rankings that um, neither I nor uh, Mike understand. Right. But go say apparently it's to good. Us. Yeah, apparently it's good. And um, we will be back next week with our wrap up to this short series on Damon Lindelof as a movie writer. If you want us to do a longer series on Damon Lindelof as a writer, tell him to do more. Yes. Come on. All right. It's not our fault. <laughs>